Hey, you all, a special thank you to our amazing and growing Patreon.com patrons. Jennifer, Karen, Julia, Mary, Kevin, Robin, Jenny, Anna, Barbara, Susie, Diane, Stephanie, Terry, Erica, Jill, Joe, and our forever first, Trisha. As Patreon patrons, they get early access to our episodes, my eternal gratefulness for helping us express our love for all things Project Runway. And if you're unfamiliar with Patreon.com, it's a wonderful little site whose mission is to support creative work. There, you can make a small donation of support to the podcast to help out with production costs. And if you'd like to become a Patreon patron, visit our page on Patreon.com forward slash The Workroom Podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E on.com. The link is also in the show notes. Now let's get to it. So let me ask you a question since you've been watching the show. There are moments when Helen has next to no self-confidence. And in fact, she's her own worst critic. Did that aspect surprise you at all? There's two sides to this coin. Because the other side is unconditional confidence. Which borders cocky. Even I'll admit that. But... Well, we knew about that, but now you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you did know. all you lovely listeners welcome back into the workroom a labor of love dedicated to project runway i am ernez and i'm nayland yay (laughs) Uh, (laughs) greetings from the weekend so uh thank you nayland for being flexible and uh, thank you listeners for your patience because uh go ahead (laughs) <laughs> no, I was gonna say for also being flexible, we're we're a little bit behind here. Yeah, yeah. I'll say I had some scheduling. Um, I will say confusions that had a little bit to do with the weather out in Texas. So um, many apologies for that. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm not in Texas, so I'm not complaining about that. I'm I'm just like I'm not, and I'm not blaming Texas. I'm just saying that that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. It's yeah. not like we were in Cancun or anything. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm not, not trying to escape or, or shirk my duties. Um, <laughs> I am. A, I, I like the work that I do and I actually do work. Um, uh, how do you feel about doing your job, Nalen? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there are times that I wish I was better at it. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And, and I, and I understand that. Um, you know, it can be stressful and draining, mm-hmm. urging on a violent overthrow of your government. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. you might want to just step back for a little bit and have a little, you know, margarita at Senior Frogs. Mm-hmm. It's, um, but, uh, you know, I try not to do that. Yeah, yeah, you know, just, uh, uh, you know, if if, uh, if, if you're, um, I will say, you know, students, like if students were suffering, um, mm. and, and languishing because of things that I did and be, or because of things that I didn't do. <laughs> I would, I wouldn't want to, I love tequila. You know, I think that's something I have not shared on this podcast. I love tequila. So what I would do is maybe, um, you know, I'm, I'm lucky enough to be in a place that, that where there is tequila around and I would go to there. I wouldn't jump on a plane and go to Mexico mm, to mm. get some. 
uh, I wouldn't go to Casamigos or wherever Casamigos is made in Tequila, Mexico. So that's true. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, um, all that being said, uh, we are, um, yeah, uh, thoughts to anyone who's sort of who's really going through um, the issues with this weather right now. Um, uh, I know of some people who are uh, just getting water, just getting mm. power, and have been um, really, really cold. Um, thankfully, not frozen, but very, very cold for over a week now. So, so yeah. Um, anyway, uh, and and so what's wonderful now is that we get to talk about this amazing show and mm-hmm. um, this really special, special episode. So this is our penultimate episode of Project Runway. And um, before I, I get into it, just reminding you listeners that we do have a cheat sheet because of this specialness of the show. There will be a runway. So you can find that in your show notes and just click on that. You can follow along with us in runway order. And again, to those of you who would like to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, just find us at the Workroom Podcast. And keep sending in gossip, feedback, rants to our mm-hmm. Gmail account at intheworkroom at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and if, you enjoy, um, the, if you enjoy the show and you want to hear more from us, um, uh, feel free to sign up at patreon.com. Yes. Yes. Um, stay tuned. <laughs> All right. So let's get into this episode where we find our our designers on the mm-hmm. runway with Tim and Heidi because yes. they're down to the final five. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have only Dom and Brayden who have secured their spots into New York Fashion right. Week. And of course, we have the other three. Uh, the majority of these five who are still trying to secure their spots, Mm -hmm. but everyone's going to make a collection, a nine, a 10 look collection. They're all going to get $9,000 and they only get six weeks to do all of this. Yeah. And, and I have to say like, this is, um, I feel as exhausted as I think they are. Oh my gosh. (laughs) At this point. Yeah. This feels like it's been a really long season. It has. And I'm I'm thinking of how, um, you know, because I wrote a note about Alexandria because she, she's crying. Like, she's still crying. And she's... she's um, yeah, she's a wreck. She's crying um, happy tears or emotional tears. But, yeah, they've been through it quite a bit. And I wonder if... I think a part of it also is that they're, they're still not done. They can't just go home. They mm-hmm. still have to make work under this cloud of you know, will they, won't they let me show yes. fashion week. So, and on top of that, there's another twist. One of their 10 looks has to be an unconventional materials. Look. Yes. Is this the fourth unconventional challenge? I, I lost count. I, I think it is. And I think that, um, it, you know, it's, it's after Heidi tells them this, that we see Alexandria kind of crying. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Because because it's it's the way this season has gone, it's a little bit like, oh, and did we mention that you have to walk home and walk back here? <laughs> I mean Sponsored by New Balance. <laughs> you will be the New Balance challenge. You will be receiving some hiking boots. 
And I would have been like, couldn't you have let U-Haul sponsor us? Could we at least drive <laughs> yeah. our collections back? Like, please. Yeah. UPS. It's, it is, it's, it's, it, it, it does feel like they just are heaping one thing on another, but they all, um, say goodbye at the hotel, mm-hmm. um, pack their bags and ride off. And then we get the card four weeks later, four weeks later. That means two weeks before fashion week. They yeah. end up in Philly to meet Dom. I shouldn't say, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's Tim. So Tim is making, hometowns <laughs> yeah yes and this is the this is the the traditional super cute backstory yeah. episode yes this is one of my it's always like my favorite time of the season it's true and i love this in particular because we get to go back to philly and um i i don't know what restaurant this is but it's so colorful it's got a lot of stuff going on and, and Dom's family and her, I think fiance, cause she's got a ring on, um, mm-hmm. uh, sitting, sitting back there meeting with Tim and his, uh, his paisley tie and pinstripe suit. It's mm-hmm. so beautiful. But we also learn that, um, so we, we get to meet Dom's mom, her brother and her boyfriend. And also that this is where Dom works at night. She's, mm-hmm. made, she's working on her collection during the day, and then she's a hostess at this restaurant at night. Yep. Now, do you have any idea where this is? I have a feeling that mm-hmm. this is in a part of Philly called Old City, mm-hmm. because I I know definitely that's where her studio is. It's in Old City, and I want to believe that she works near her studio. That mm-hmm. it, the, the commute is not terrible, but the backyard I don't I have no clue. I've never been to this restaurant. Do you know where this mm-hmm. is? No, I was I you know that you're the person who's much more familiar with with Philadelphia than I am. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah, I have a feeling that this is Old City, which is Yeah. which is sort of the artsy area. It's traditionally where the the galleries used to be. I feel like it's changed quite a bit. Um but it had like a little gallery row. Um and that's where that's where her studio is. It's real nice down there. One thing I do have to ask is mm-hmm. um for for all of these meals, mm-hmm. do you think anyone is ever allowed to eat any of the food? <laughs> because we never see anyone put a piece of food in their mouths. Where we just always see them sort of dishing it up. I think it's, I think it's sort of like a you know I don't know not like a soap opera or anything like that. But I would say it's kind of like any of the Real Housewives that's not Atlanta, because mm-hmm. on Atlanta they eat their food. But mm-hmm. on all the other housewives, Beverly Hills, uh, New York, sometimes they eat. But now that you brought that up, perhaps the food is not real, or I mean, the food looks delicious. It I looks have to amazing. Say. It looks real good. And I'm I'm a sucker for mac and cheese and fried chicken for sure. Oh my god! And there was um, like a chicken sandwich on there with the, oh, the, the chicken looked huge. Yeah, it looks really good. No, no, it looks really good. There's um uh. uh friend of the show dave white um film critic mm-hmm. um that has on linoleum knife uh, this is one of his major pet peeves when when movies and tv <laughs> have people um, <laughs> sitting around a table ostensibly eating mm-hmm. but like never actually eating i know anything. it's one of the things that i'm actually grateful for there is a show i can't think of it right now but there is a show where 
people are eating and all I can think about is how many takes did that take? (laughs) Are you eating that the whole time? And yeah, um, yeah, because it's not that they would put them in there, but I'm I am deeply triggered by mouth sounds or like the the looming um, uh, chance of hearing a mouth sound. So I do appreciate that. But the food looks so darn good. And yeah. they must have just edited around it because they're they're good like that. But yeah, I know third time around, I can all I can think of is like those fries are getting cold and soggy. So oh. sad. It looks really <laughs> it good. Really anyway, um, right. Tim asks, well, so what did you think about this? Yeah, I I really liked this moment where he asked because yeah. So Tim will ask everyone like, oh, so when did you realize that you had such a, a talented stunner on your hands and dom's mother um said well yeah she's always been working on things and and from a very young age was making things early on and just kind of took off from there and dom was like well actually also yes and watching you mom get dressed to go out was also something that i paid attention to and influenced my um my fashion or my my fashion ambitions and i don't think her mom had ever heard that because <laughs> mm-hmm. we also learn that Dom hasn't told them that she's guaranteed a spot at New York Fashion Week, mm-hmm. and I just was like, "Well, Dom, what, what, like, <laughs> what do you tell your family or your and and the people around? <laughs> are you just are you just sort of uh, like just low key extraordinary, and no one knows it? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and I also was wondering if there was something contractually that where she couldn't tell them until Tim got there, but. I do like that Tim asked the family. It's like, do you do you know that there is like a two tiered status system going on, and that Dom is in the top tier? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So ready to go to the studio, or did you have yep. anything else to say yep, about? Yep, yep. We go. We we head off to Dom's studio, which is mm-hmm. um, upstairs from an art supply store. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm super approving of the box fans in the window oh my gosh yes <laughs> basically how i've been getting through the past few summers yep yeah and this is a friend a friend owns the gallery space um above that arts supply studio and she's mm-hmm. reaching the back part that mm-hmm. actually has the view onto the street it's a really beautiful and spacious space um mm-hmm. uh and so and she talks about her inspiration coming from getting back from the show or getting back from New York and vegging out and just watching movies and her favorite movie is Blade Runner. And Mm -hmm. so she's using the concept of retrofuturism as um, Mm -hmm. a jumping off point. And um, what I love about this is that she's like, yeah, I just like made these watercolor and ink drawings and, you know, like the nature of Afro, uh, sorry, retrofuturism is curved lines meeting straight lines. And so I just made these really gorgeous things that are based off of that and I'm just you know designing all my fabrics Mm -hmm. so let's move on and then Tim has to stop her and be like wait so you're designing all of these like you're you're designing your textiles she's like yeah I guess um moving on from there and and I feel like any other designer would make kind of a big deal out of that Mm -hmm. that they were designing all of their textiles um yet Dom here is just like yeah so I've got these proofs over here that I really want you to look at can we just kind of move on and have a regular professional studio visit and not dwell on any extraordinary things that I'm doing I don't know Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um but yeah but what did what did you think about 
that in particular, um, or even like retrofuturism. I haven't really thought about that. Um, or I, I would say I forgot that, that this is this was her inspiration. I mean, I I think it's a uh, and I I like that it is not um, such an autobiographical story. Mm-hmm. That it's really about like something that caught her eye, and so she's sort of teasing it out, and it's not slavishly um you know indebted to blade runner yeah yeah um and so yeah and i and i think one of the things that's really interesting is that when she's talking about it with tim she's not really talking about her inspiration she's talking about how this stuff is turning out yeah right she's like talking about like okay so these are the proofs that i got back Mm -hmm. it's much more vibrant on this fabric what do you think about that? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and it's again, it kind of goes to like Dom's a pro. Like this is, this is super concrete, mm-hmm. um, actionable questions. Yeah, yeah. I because I I we didn't yeah we did not really dwell a lot on, um uh, yeah her just kind of pulling out these elements or graphic elements and of course it would be graphic elements for Dom. That mm-hmm. retrofuturism are these lines and how these lines interact with one another and how I'm interpreting those things. And yeah, she it's it's like those are very secure. It's a very solid concept. And she's clearly used to sort of going through that. She's not insecure about that at all. We're looking mm. for Tim to affirm that. It's like, is this an okay inspiration to have? And right. um and and I also I, I really love this conversation around these proofs because I, I actually th- in thinking about this being four weeks later, uh, it is ve- very much a pro move to get proofs um, from um, uh, for these prints and her showing Tim the difference in the vibrancy of one of them and Tim coming in saying, well, um, this knit that is more vibrant. Yes, it's t- it, the graphic looks really good on this, but not just does it look better. Looking at your your sketches, looking at the looks that you still have to make, structurally, the, this knit makes a lot more sense. So not only is it, does it serve you in being uh, more true to the color that you want, but it also can solve some, some uh, design issues. And this is where Dom was sort of caught up in her head. And I can see where from the show, we've seen her kind of, think of herself as doing too much um she's able to do a lot she's capable of doing quite a bit and not a lot of time and so i think it it makes a lot of sense that she would um um set herself up to do something that maybe there is a faster route of doing it um but but i like that tim came in and kind of streamlined things in a way that offered her some relief so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um anything about so we also get to see her unconventional challenge look and she's using door bracings is that what it is it's it's like the thing that that holds the door to the the frame is that right yeah i think i'm trying to see in my notes what it's called yeah mending braces for doors Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um but she has a lot of work to do and yeah that's not a little, like like two weeks left for her 
And uh, that's that's kind of what Tim leaves her off with because she's only had three and a half looks done. She needs to complete ten. <laughs> yeah, and we kind of don't see uh, uh, like it's a little hard to get a sense of really what the collection is like looking like. Yeah, yeah. Um, these, I mean, she's you know she's sort of doing this chainmail effect with the with the metal brackets, but it's not clear where that's all really going to be going no not at all um all right ready to leave philly and go to la here we go yay so we land in la and who's this for brayden (laughs) i don't know why but i expected to see helen i don't know why but we're seeing brayden and uh Brayden is trying not to think about how he already has a secured spot because that mm-hmm. that's too scary for him to mm-hmm. think that he's already going to fashion week. So he's trying not to freak out and shows or and shares that his inspiration is growing up in, you know, Northern California and going from. Uh, oh, I think oh. it was Northern New York. actually. Oh, oh my gosh. Sorry. Northern New York. I have it in my notes. What am I talking about? Northern New York and going from like a hard winter to a spring. And so and when yeah. the crocuses first emerge. Yeah. I don't know what crocuses are and I didn't look them up. I've never have. Do you know oh, what crocuses we have them, are? We have them in Brooklyn. Okay. I, I guess so. I guess I have seen them. I just don't know what they're called. Yeah. Um, they, they look um, a little bit like tulips. Oh, the the fake tulips. Okay, they must be the ones that I always think are tulips, and they're not. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I like those flowers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I totally get it. Yes. It is. It is like um something that I would equate with. Okay. Great. Um, yeah. It is spring. Right. So we, you know, he's going through this whole thing. It's this sort of these spring floral prints, and um and then uh he uh shows the unconventional um material thing mm-hmm. which is this uh weird banded plastic mm-hmm. strapping that he's has then knitted into a skirt yeah he said it was clothesline and painter's plastic that he's mm-hmm. made into yarn like material yeah. And I got to say, I looked at it. I just wrote two question marks in my notes mm-hmm. because I, you know, I, so Tim looks at it. He's like, oh, this is so muted. And mm-hmm. I mean, the palette of his collection is so muted and has a buoyancy to it. And then you have this dud. And right. I looked at it and I, it, to me, it looked almost like, because I love crochet. I, uh, I love to crochet, but it looked like the type of crochet dress that I, Okay, I'll just say I've, I've met very few crochet crochet patterns for dresses that I've liked. Um, I think it's better to be knitted. And this one looked like a badly crocheted dress. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just very, yeah, very it's, it's, bad. It's weird and kind of lumpy, and it's not, it, it's, it's not really clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and yeah, Brad, like it's like it's really hard for me to figure out like what Braden's actually um doing with all of this yeah. like the like what we see of the whole thing is um to me at least not so inspiring not at all so Braden and you know we get to meet 
Brayton's um, partner, who he's going to be, you know, who, who he proposed to, mm-hmm. and their adorable dog. Eddie. And, <laughs> yes, in there, who is like super cute in there, and they're there in their like beachfront house <laughs> that's got like the gorgeous kitchen, and they go out to toss the tennis ball on the beach with tim and yes yes it's i'm it, can i <laughs> I'm, yes I'm Nalen. Just a little like what all right <laughs> all right you two you two like you know conventionally attractive yeah white juilliard graduates i know <laughs> like... i i mean because I, you know, I was kind of, I didn't write anything in my notes because I'm just like, oh, we just hear about their meet cute again. Yeah, yeah. We know this. We know, like, you know, Tim's like, where'd you guys meet? And I'm like, Juilliard. Yes. Tim, they met at Juilliard. We've heard, yeah. we've heard it so many times. Um, I was more fascinated by Eddie, who is digging to China, which Tim hates, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Tim has been to China, yeah, didn't like it. Tim <laughs> Tim's like, yeah. What does Tim say? Now? Tim goes, Eddie, you'll dig there, and then you'll come right back. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, what was Tim's experience like in China? Yeah. It was bad. What happened to you in China, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, but yeah, yeah. Um, anything else before we go on to our next destination? You know, Tim terrifies Braden by talking about how. <laughs> how bad the unconventional things are and Braden like chucks them and then it's, you know, realizes how little time he has left. Also because he spent, he has spent so he spent five days making that and it wasn't even done. Right. He spent five days making that. And I kind of, I kind of winced because for instance, like, uh, Nalen, you'll remember that I have worked at one time with plastic things. I did yeah. a whole my thesis on black plastic bags, and someone mm. did tell me when I started crocheting, they're like, you know, you can crochet plastic bags. And for some reason, I was like, I don't even want to figure out how to do that. <laughs> I'm not interested. No, can't do it because it, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to make the yarn out of the plastic, and I can't believe he's he dedicated his time to doing that, and he just has to get rid of it. Just it's not working. Yeah. Anyway, Time to go. Yeah. Um, so then we are whisked off to San Mateo. To meet Alexandria. Mm-hmm. I still don't really know where San Mateo is, and I it's all right. But um... North San Francisco. <laughs> okay, okay, San Mateo. <laughs> so, yeah, Alexandria is up there, and Tim meets her, I think, at her home. And first thing he goes, oh, my God, Alexandria, you look fabulous. And she's like, I... I've eaten and I've taken a nap. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I've, I'm still crying, but I've, I'm sleeping. So yes. Well, yes. And, and evidently, um, I, I guess cards on the table, we get a, a, a lot of Alexandria's harshness mm-hmm. in this episode. And, she kind of famously complained about that after the fact. Oh. Oh, yes. Yes. Wait, um, wait, wait. Wait a second. Say it again. She complained about... Uh, about the edit that she got after the fact. Oh. Now, I, I think that there are... I, I, I think there's possibly two sides to this. Yes. But, um, but uh, it does seem like 
by you know by the end of the first part of the show she was um really really exhausted and Mm. and a lot of the stuff that she was saying seemed to be like super frustrated yeah just with how sort of tired she was Mm -hmm. um i i have stuff to say about her clothes but i will save that for later on yeah let's save it let's talk about um (laughs) her like meeting with her yeah let's talk about that um uh let's see here so yeah, we go to her studio first this time around, and Tim uses a word that he brings up quite a bit on these uh, home visits, and that's the word disarmed, because mm-hmm. he and with 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 Alexandria, he's disarmed by how many pieces she has. You bring her in; um, she brings Tim into this room where she's working, and it's covered in pieces that are kind mm-hmm. of finished. <laughs> she has a lot of work done. She also has a title for her her uh, her collection called Neo Nomadic Punk, mm. and she says that she was. Um, mm. I mean, because for me, instead of Neo Nomadic Punk, I I wrote that instead. It looks like she was really inspired by Miranda's awful piece that she <laughs> redid. Um, mm-hmm. But there are lots of grays, dark blues, whites, blacks, very muted muted colors. And right. so many construction details. There's lots of outerwear garments that are cropped ridiculously, right. in my opinion. So and she's made thirty. She's made like thirty so separates. Many. Yeah, I, I just thought it was like what a nightmare. Um, but what did you think about that? I, I thought of it as I don't think of her as panicking, but I thought this is not helpful to have so many separate pieces. I I think that her. I think that it's her her part of her worldview which is that um you work hard you you know you you work to to the utmost you put everything into it mm-hmm. you um and you are not a you know you're not a whiny baby <laughs> yeah and, and and that is the and and that is the and that is the approach, hmm. um, and um, I you know there are times I there are ways when making a lot of work allows you to to really be freewheeling in terms of your ideas, mm-hmm. hmm. um, but there are also times when like making a lot of things becomes a way of not ever having to deal with the shortcomings of each particular thing. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like, yeah, I guess like sort of working yourself in a way. Well, this is something that I do also where um, I have to physically feel like I've done a lot (laughs) sometimes. Right. Right. Um, Even though it's, it's, it's unnecessary. There's just like almost like a tick. It's like a, um, maybe like a projective tick. Yeah, well, being being hardworking is not in in and of itself a guarantor of virtue. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I I can see that with with her, and especially with the amount of well, yeah, in particular with the amount of work that she has had done. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't I don't really remember Tim talking necessarily about 
anything in particular besides the details you know there are lots of details to all of these pieces right he kind of looks for her unconventional challenge piece and then we're we're whisked off to camp couture because camp couture has been making this unconventional challenge piece Mm -hmm. unbeknownst to them like those kids think that they're working on some side project that's just like with something but they're actually contributing to this collection (laughs) Well, we find out that there's like that, you know, we find out about the camp that she talked to before the sewing camp. Yeah. um, Which is on one hand, super cute. Mm -hmm. Um, On an, on another level. um, It's not at all creepy that, um, that, that um alexandria's um cadre of um young sewers have made dolls of <laughs> of everyone <laughs> on the show <laughs> i mean this was okay I, again i don't think i've ever okay this is like a high point in terms of like tim gunn uh because oh okay let's let's get to the, these dolls but can we talk about the outside of the of Camp Couture? Yeah, sure. There's, there's there... I did like leap in there, but yeah, yes. because so outside... let's back up. I also thought that Camp Couture was actually you know in a mountain somewhere, or actually you know like I was thinking of like Girl Scout camps or a sleepaway camp, but this is not. It's like mm-hmm. it's down the street. It's on a main street in San Mateo, of course. But outside they have like these like. I would say that maybe felted signs and one says life is too short for bad fashion. Mm-hmm. And another one says, if they're going to notice you make it worth their while. And I think of all of this also being things that these kids have made um, uh, for their camp one year, but also kind of snarky. Like we're, we're starting them off snarky real early. This is a part mm-hmm. of being a fashionable kid and they go inside and they're all these little kids at sewing machines and um tim meets this little kid named rocco and he's like rocco what are you doing it's like i'm practicing sewing leave me alone mr whoever this man is <laughs> like and i'm like don't you understand you're you, you guys are getting a visit from tim gunn he gets to visit your camp this is so great they're just like oh, oh. believe me they understand come on this doesn't this doesn't <laughs> happen without releases being signed of let's, course of course let's not of course no because i mean all, yeah, we get to see all their faces but mm-hmm. also, of course, they know who they are because, again, like they've made dolls. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, just a quick, uh, quick note. Yeah. If you can go in terms to the timestamp of um, o fifteen twenty eight. O fifteen twenty eight. Okay. Look at look at what's on the wall behind um behind Alexandria. Okay. Let me see here. Can can you see that um like hanging on the wall directly between Alexandria and Tim? Uh-huh. Is, is that there's a like domo. <gasps> Oh my god. Oh my god. It <laughs> So remember all of our speculation about like the domo inspired yes. dress that Alexandria made? Oh my god. With... <laughs> During the yogurt challenge. Yes. And it's, it is the quintessential one. It's brown with a red mouth. Yeah. yeah. Jacques. What? <laughs> Good call, Malin. 
Were you looking for that? Have you been? No, it just, like... it just caught my eye, and I was like, oh, my God, there we are. Um, you know, I think that it's um, the, like, the the dolls are all, like, super cute takes on the other, on, on all the contestants. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's very funny. And you can tell that Tim is sort of genuinely moved about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I because I I do think he loves being an educator and he's, you know, it's it's kind of the most relatable that Alexandria has been. Yes, I agree. Yeah, is is in that um in that role and in that situation. Yes, and and he's like genuinely proud of her. It's very it's very very it, you know that part of it is very sweet. Yeah, and yeah. and you know despite my other feelings about her, this is a, this is a really nice moment. And I remember like as a kid myself, like, you know, going to like the ceramics place in my neighborhood and being able to like after school, like do sit, you know, do like ceramics projects or mm-hmm. going to the arts and crafts tent when I went to camp and mm-hmm. day camp and stuff like that, that was super important to me you know, just as a, a way of getting through the day when you're sort of, you know, are a creative kid and feel however weird about it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I, you know, I think that, you know, it's like as a project, it's like a great project. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I, and I, I thought about, um, cause I was just like, I, I <laughs> even the idea of making your unconventional challenge together, because she let that part dictate. So, so her unconventional challenge piece is woven phone books. So they've taken phone books and, and they're weaving um, that paper. And, and she said to Tim quickly, this is something that we do every year. This is, this is just something we do every year. But I think that's also, that's, that is, and I think it's something that's really beautiful to incorporate. And, and in thinking about how her edit has been this, this season that, um, uh, yeah, we, we missed quite a bit about her relationship to this camp and um, something that she's actually stated as to why she's there, that they the, these kids are a big part of why she's doing the show. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I don't know. Um, one thing that I loved is that each of those kids got a kiss goodbye from Tim. Yes. And I was just really jealous of that. It's like, you guys are so freaking lucky. <laughs> whatever it's fine i'm not angry at the kids i think i'm just angry that they get that the kids are great <laughs> <laughs> the kids are great <laughs> yep so yeah. where do we go next speaking um, of kids next we go to a uh, union city union mm-hmm. city new jersey uh where we meet up with uh little helen little tiny teeny t- tiny little helen mm-hmm. um so we meet, um, I guess it's so funny, like, like at, at the loading dock, Helen mm-hmm. is, Helen meets Tim <laughs> and brings, mm-hmm. brings him, brings her, um, brings Tim into her huge warehouse like studio. And Tim <laughs> looks around and is like, Oh, this, this all yours. And I was th- asking the same question in my head. Yeah. This is all it's yours. If you want a bunch of New York artists to hate you. Yes. 
<laughs> that's exactly show, them, show yeah. them this in terms of where you're working and you know what it's so funny because i i i in my head thinking but so would i want to commute to jersey for that no it's like mm. would i want to move to union city new jersey for a space like that no and it's just like well that's on me mm-hmm. <laughs> not saying that they're that those spaces are still available but i you know that's it's it's like a, mm-hmm. a thing anyway but um yeah yeah, so Helen, we learn, is really trying to get over being feeling discouraged that she doesn't have one of those coveted, guaranteed spots. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sort of that's how she's sort of working through this. But her inspiration is clairvoyance and knowing the unknown. And Tim's question about that is, well, this is such an abstract concept. How are, how are you making it concrete in the clothes? Right. And the answer is that she's starting off from a photograph of an eye. And we learn later that this is her boyfriend's eye. She's, mm-hmm. And then she made it into this ugly yeah. print. Yeah. Where so. it no longer really looks like an eye, except at certain points. Yes. Yeah. Uh, she also has a lot of red going on. There's like a, a, a very, um, yeah, like a, like a, what do you mm-hmm. call that kind of red? It's just red. It's a very yeah. strong red. Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, and, and she's also doing her unconventional challenge using shower mats that are spray painted to, to match the eye print. Right. Um, Tim is yeah. disarmed. Here's that word again. Disarmed by the red. Mm-hmm. And also disarmed by a lot of the seeming that she's doing. So there, there, are, certain, there are things that he's pointing out that um that i think speaks to how classic her silhouettes are looking and and yes i'm i was wondering if he went to helen last in this edit like he went to everyone else and sort of came to helen last and was like listen <laughs> this is yeah not really gonna do it yeah so yeah well she i mean her you know she's thinking about um, these dresses as um, being like a big surprise in the context of everything else that she's shown the judges, mm-hmm. which is the problem because it's like when you're actually like having the show, you know, most of the people who are in the audience at fashion week or, or anything like that don't do not understand the context of the other things that you've done Yeah. until you've done a lot of shows at fashion week. And right. then they can say like, Oh wow, this is really unexpected for them, but she's not a known quantity. Yes. Um, yeah. And, and so, and she's thinking that these will be really surprising given everything else that she's shown, but it, but mm. Tim is pointing out, well, they're not really like, if, we, if I, th- if I think about like this red dress, um, coming down the runway, it's kind of plain. Mm-hmm. And, and so what are you going to do to counteract that? Yeah. Also, I'll just say that she's managed to come up with like a print that basically looks like stonewash denim. Oh man. It's a, it's a <laughs> tough color. Yeah, I I really hated this print. And like if you don't know where it started from, you would geez. just think, "Oh, acid wash." Yeah, yeah. And and what a strange color to go up against with this really um yeah. like blood red color. And yeah. I I I just it was it was kind of um man, I I just thought 
what other way I, I, I don't know why I'm starting to problem solve for her but in, in terms of thinking about clairvoyance I didn't understand why she was doing that but also um, I, I think it's so interesting thinking about them in the context of the show I totally missed that part because um, she's done capes it's not I don't think of this as being surprising right. I thought of it automatically as she's with she's kind of riffing off of one of her highest scoring pieces you know because yeah. she did that black cocoon cape that was yeah everyone loved and it was really good and now she's making a collection out of it yeah but they've seen those pieces before um exactly outside the show so anyway but yeah she, she's doing capes that's essentially what she's she's working on mm-hmm. and um yeah um, want to meet her and family then it's now? Off to meet the family and boyfriend <laughs> at another bountifully filled table. I love this table. There's there's a um, a sangria jar. Yeah. <laughs> like there's like a there's a there's a lot of um uh there looks like there's like a, a lot of brujut and mm-hmm. um and uh yeah. It's, Olive oil. It, it looks like a good like Italian spread. Oh yeah, it looks really, really good. So um, yeah, so we get to meet um, mostly like um, uh, Helen's mom, dad, boyfriend, and I think I don't think he of the brother, blue eye. Right? Yes, yes. So that's the eye that we we kind of like look at and the, this mm-hmm. awful print. And we don't we you know this is like later on she talks about this eye being her boyfriend's eye like later on but um but tim asks the mom specifically um to talk about these moments these helen moments that we've gotten during this season where Mm -hmm. he's like well i just want to know like there are these moments when helen has next to no self-confidence and then the other side of the coin is where she has this unconditional confidence in herself and Mm -hmm. he was like did that surprise you that 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 was there at all and Essentially, Claire, Helen's mother, goes, mm-hmm. well, now you know what we've always known. <laughs> yeah. Next question. And it was real. It was kind of yeah. cold. <laughs> it was yeah. Cold. These are the two parents who are also that Helen described as artists. And I was so I so much wanted to know about like their art. Yes. Yes. Same. Yeah, I, I I really wanted to know a little bit about their influence or what mm-hmm. they're doing right now or how yeah. they think about what she's doing. But what did you get a sense of like nah. <laughs> zero zero sense of it at all? But I have to say that my favorite thing out of this whole interaction is when we cut away to a series of pictures of mm-hmm. Helen and I love. There's a picture <laughs> at 1939. <laughs> Uh, which one is it? Her first communion? It's got to be graduation? first communion, where she's like basically dressed <laughs> as a princess <laughs> yes. in gloves. With and if you look at the dress she's wearing, like this is kind of the silhouette that she is kind of still working with. <laughs> um, and especially no. the gloves. Yeah. And there she is. She is like. L- looking at that crucifix with such sincerity it's such a creepy photo it, yeah it's it definitely like a first communion picture yeah and yeah, oh yeah. my god like she yeah the, the fluffy the puffy sleeves and yeah the really scary crucifix of 
Yeah, Jesus she is there. contemplating the suffering of our Lord. Yeah, um, and <laughs> wondering whether or not um, she needs to go home and put an extra dart in this sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> it's just but also thinking about that lace and and that horrible yeah. lace that she picked out for the belt challenge yes man it's so funny um yeah i don't know helen is such a mystery because even her so the next the last one is of her high school photo from graduation mm-hmm. and i'm like Man, you made it to 17 and you still didn't learn how to smile. Like, she just kind of looked like a kid still trying to figure out what their smile is or what, mm. what that looks like. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, it was, it, 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 I, I got the impression that Helen is a lot at home, too. <laughs> yep. And she wants to win it so bad, and that's it. Yep. And then we're off to Raleigh, City of Oaks. Yep. I mean, Helen, I'll say, dismisses the crew because she's like, leave. That's yeah. basically what she says to the crew. Go home. I've got to keep working on this thing so I can win. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they end up in, in Raleigh, North Carolina to visit uh, Justin. Justin. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's this weird um, all over the placeness of Raleigh, North Carolina. I, I just mm-hmm. for just I just I don't know if this has anything to do with anything, but Fanny Heck. Um, is a famous person from North Carolina because you know you go around the the historical districts and there are all these um, these places where they say this person once lived here, and um, we stop at the camera stops at social activist writer Fanny Heck who led mm-hmm. the Baptist Women's Missionary Union after 1892. I don't know why I wrote this down. A benefactor of of present Meredith College lived in this house, but is it Justin's house? No. Is it? It's just Raleigh, North Carolina. Anyway, it just seems Raleigh. Um, yeah, and uh, and we go in for another family meal. Yeah, straight into it. Um, this time we do well. We start off with this toast. We don't see. We see everybody clink glasses. We don't see anybody drink. Mm-mm. Um, we get to see actually somebody with food in their mouth, yeah. which is like a big big deal mm-hmm. um and that's justin's sister yes yeah uh and uh and we also get to see justin's interpreter like at like the family is actually kind of eating justin's dad's eating yeah yeah um you know we get to see the interpreter like cutting some food mm-hmm. so uh, you know this feels a little bit more relaxed yeah not like very... tim is touching anything I know it's it's it feels so warm and also there's something I thought that was so beautiful about the wallpaper in that room so they're in a formal Mm -hmm. dining room and um it's covered in this like you know kind of vintage red wallpaper and or magenta I will say maybe I don't know Mm -hmm. but but it's just it's definitely not what I thought Justin was coming from um the family Obviously, like, Justin comes from a very loving family. So loving that, like, when Tim's like, so, family, when do you recognize Justin's talents? And the mom, instead of being like, well, you know, not like Helen's mom, where she's like, ugh, Justin was always (laughs) running around doing stuff. And then, you know, grew up and kept doing stuff. And now he's just doing stuff on television. His mom's (laughs) like, he was painting. And and then Justin turns around and is like, there's one of my paintings from when I was, like, eight. And it's this beautiful mm. painting that's actually a part of the, the the actual decor on the walls. And 
And also his dad is super astute because he's like, I just felt like Justin wasn't getting a lot of creative satisfaction from being an architect. And so I'm glad Mm -hmm. that he's finally found it in, in fashion. I was like, wow, this is great. I love parents who pay attention to their kids. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Great. Um, yeah. Um, ready to go to, uh, NC state. Um, yep. uh, we, we head on out to NC state. Yes. NC state university. Yeah. Where Where the pack backs, Justin. Yes. And I'm wondering, is he an alum? Is he a current professor? And I think both. He probably also teaches there and probably also graduated from there. Yeah. And that is where his studio is. As well. And the and the architecture background actually makes sense in terms of what he's doing for his unconventional uh, materials oh my goodness. part of the challenge. Yes, it does. Uh, and what is that? <laughs> uh, digital printing. Yes. And he's sort of the he I think is the first um, first Project Runway contestant to use it. Yes, he is. Um, we did actually see it become part of become a specific challenge um, three years ago. Was it? Oh, I don't something remember. like that. Remember they had a they had a, a digital printing challenge. Oh, that's right. Um, oh goodness, was that for accessories? I think they had to digitally print their accessories. Yes. yes. Was it was it the season with the twins? I can't remember. Ooh, ooh, anyway, ooh, the shutter down my spine. Yeah, I think it yeah. might have been. Maybe that's why I blocked it out. Uh, yeah, yeah. The twin seasons, worst, yeah. worst season ever. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're actually. Right. I'm wrong about that. It's not. He is doing this digital printing for a lot of his looks, but it isn't his unconventional materials challenge. Yeah, it's a part of the, but it's still a part of it. He's doing um uh hit all of his accessories. He's making these necklaces mm-hmm. and belts and um and these, mm-hmm. these parts that, that go along with it. But he is the first person to use digital printing, I believe. Yes. As a part of the collection. So yeah. Yeah. And it's something you fuddled by it. Yeah. It I I loved this and I love seeing this. I remember seeing it the first time. Because around this time, I I like digital printing was something that I was only hearing architects doing. <laughs> and Mm -hmm. um and so they go around the corner and find this gigantic printer and it it, tim is like uh where are my fritos uh i i here's some new information about me i go to vending machines just to get fritos so i look at this thing that looks like a vending machine and i think (laughs) where are the fritos and anyway but it's i just thought it was so great because he's pointing out how like justin who is who uh self that's something that he likes to do that he knows that he's pushing the boundaries and is hoping that the judges will appreciate that. But digital printing is, is allowing him to kind of simulate these sound waves or, or yeah. Um, Cause that's what his inspiration is. And he's trying to walk the audience through his story of transitioning before and after he got his cochlear implants. So going from, um, uh, with you know, being before he was able to hear sound to that transition to being able to hear sound, and that brings us to the unconventional challenge piece that mm-hmm. he's, where he's using um, test tubes to make the entire garment. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it's it's one of those things where okay, there's a kind of coherent, um, like autobiographical story, but it actually has led him to some interesting. 
um, design ideas. Yes. Yeah. Really, really interesting. It also looks like he's designing his own textiles somewhere as well. We don't get a lot mm-hmm. of that, but um, but he also yeah, is designing his textiles. Yeah, but the sound wave part of it. I mean, I wonder if they uh, were given some of that option from HP. Oh. Like, like you know, having done that in the challenge. Yeah. If there was part of it, like if you want to make use of this, you can or something. Oh, I would love to know that. That makes sense. Um, and also, it would make it so so much easier since they've already. Uh, yeah, maybe it's the same company that printed their their fabrics. Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so we do hear a little of Justin saying, uh, kind of referencing that he is the Tim Gunn save. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that if Tim hadn't saved him, that he would be at home watching TV, eating a bucket of ice cream, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. Anything else about yep. Justin's visit? Nope. All right. We head on. Suddenly it's a week later. Yeah. We're back at fashion week, um, back at the refinery hotel and all of mm-hmm. the designers are, coming about but we get our our top tier designers first mm-hmm. we have dom and brayden um and they're staying in their own rooms i believe and they come back in well i think there's a suite that has two big bedrooms yes so one for the one for the guys and one for the gals oh okay that's how it worked out okay I yeah yeah <laughs> I just yeah they're all gonna get their own room yeah um yeah, but we do get this thing of like people arrive and mm-hmm. like the second that Helen arrives, she and Dom are the like are hugging each other and jumping up and down. Best friends. Um, you know, uh, Alexandria arrives and her arrival is noted. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin arrives and we get to see Justin and Braden hugging. Mm-hmm. There's a sort of subtle thing of like Alexandria is not like there's. There's not a lot of touch with yeah. Alexandria. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Whether it's by, you know, by her choice or by everybody else's. I have a feeling it's by Alexandria's choice. Yeah. 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 Not not a, not a touchy feeling person yeah. in that way. Yeah. She expresses her emotions differently. In a different way. Yeah. So they head into their, into the new workroom. Mm-hmm. Which is still at Parsons, which is wonderful. Yep. So yep. it's just another part of the building. And... Or I, yeah, I guess it is. I guess it's a different room in there that has just been laid out differently. Yeah, yeah. It looks. I. It's. It looks. I. I okay. I don't even want to think about production, but production works their asses off. They got this prep. There's a bulk wall. Mm-hmm. Um, it really just does look like a rearranged um, project runway workspace. Yeah. So, um, but it's time to unpack and look at each other's stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and nobody, and nobody wants to be the, the n- nobody wants to be the first. But who ends up being the first? <laughs> Dom is like, okay, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Everybody being coy with their stuff. I'll go look around at what people are doing. Yeah. She's like, I'll break the tension. And yeah. she walks over to Helen. Cause she's all, she's like, I just want to know. And she yeah. walks over to Helen and um, starts to look at, her stuff and i know uh, brayden notes the vibrancy of the color and um and how that might be something that the the judges will respond positively to because it seems like a bold choice but i'm like wait Mm -hmm. till you see it off the (laughs) like off that rack um 
And I, we have a producer question. It's obvious that the producers are asking all the, the designers the same thing. Like, who are you most excited to see? Who mm-hmm. are you most intimidated by? Who are you most worried about? And Right. But Who's we, your biggest competition? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, we have Justin saying that he's most excited to see Dom's um, Dom's work. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then vice versa. We have Dom talking about... Uh, Justin's pieces because he's laying out all of his 3D necklaces mm-hmm. and he's like it's all 3D printed and they're just like what is mm. happening these all look great I'm obsessed <laughs> yeah so, yeah yeah Brayden who seems really nervous because that's it's yeah. like everyone's kind of going around to each other's work t- station and next they go to Brayden's space and mm-hmm. Brayden is coming off a little insecure Yes. Um, yeah. Um, and then we, uh, yeah, I don't have much to say about this. It's uh, yeah. we sort of get glimpses of things, but no real sense of what any of the garments are like. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, and uh, and then we go over to Alexandria. Mm-hmm. We, get, um, we still get a little bit of her like phone book dress, but I really am interested in the phone book dress. We don't. Yeah, and it. and we also get her. Um, sort of smugly saying, like, I hope the amount of things that I brought is going to be slightly intimidating to my competitors. And um, it's, and then we have Brayden going like, no, that's an issue. You may have a styling problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she's it's also really, like... She's, she's really proud of that, like, thumb holster pocket detail that she's got going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's it's really like, a, I guess, a power move. All of these these details and these things mm-hmm. in, in, in the 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 collection. And yeah. also so it, instead of like working through it as, OK, this is me trying to or I would say it's in addition to this is what a like a very competent designer looks like. Um, it's also I, I want to send a signal. <laughs> right. I want to scare my competitors. Yeah. 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 So, um, so Tim then comes- what happens? We get through everybody, and then what happens? Well, Tim comes in, right? I think mm-hmm. this is where, and he says, "I have someone I want to introduce to you." Oh God! <laughs> which, which is, <laughs> which probably are words that at this point makes every designer like flinch. <laughs> uh, it, uh, Gross. I was just like, gross. What is happening? And, and yeah. it, this is a part of the challenge or a part of this episode that I completely forgot. Not that I expect to have a perfect memory, but my God. Okay. Yeah. So we bring out Raquel Rosas, who is the brand manager for Tide. Because remember, I've, I also forgot that Tide is another sponsor. I, I feel like the production also did. <laughs> like, 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 I kind of feel like they got to this point in the season, they were like, oh, fuck, we were supposed to fit in the Tide chat. Like, Someone's how we had trouble. the car one, and we had the yogurt one, I and know. we had the, uh, uh, I how mean, are we going to, like, squeeze it? We had the wallpaper one. Like, how I are we going to, like, fit in the Tide one? It's like, I mean, they could have done something where they, like, made them wash their clothes. And, like, they really <laughs> could have solved this issue with, yeah. with like, a... I don't like. I I thought about you know that could have been part of the glamping pro, um, glamping one, but that was the oh water my challenge. God. Yeah, 
But um... so instead, there's um, basically tied. Mm. You know, the people's big problem is that you can't throw couture in the in the washing machine. Oh my gosh! Like ugh. so, Tide is partnering with the what is it? Is it the fashion oh the council of fashion designers of america right yes right um um to uh sponsor this like drip dry idea on the runway so all of them are gonna have to make a um they're gonna have to make another look for their collection yeah that is um that that is washable washable that's a challenge (laughs) i would i would love it if like there was if if it was going to be paired with like an actual like washing machine down at the end of the runway (laughs) drop it in like how they're going to demonstrate its washability is is like left up to the um uh you know is 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 left up in the air um but um, and there's a there's a really wonderful shot of Alexandria, like reacting to this news mm-hmm. with like, I am going to vomit. Right, like her expression, <laughs> like like she started out the shot attempting to smile, and now she's like, I am going to puke. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it turns out that like the this is only a challenge for those people who were going on to Fashion Week for sure. So I'm like, why are they talking about this now? when at least one person's not going to have to pay attention to this. And we have, we have like a whole runway to do in between. Yeah. 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 I mean, this is the, you know, I've, I've gone off at length about like where I feel this, this season slots in, but (sighs) this feels like genuinely bloated to me. Like this is really the point. Like this is also where I sort of, um, left um, the first version of Queer Eye like after the first season mm-hmm. because it just seemed like a product placement delivery mm-hmm. service. Yeah, and it's and and it, and this is really what this feels like at this moment is just like it's about brands like how can you get brands to pay for your production. Mm-hmm. And just like, you know, willy nilly chuck stuff at the competitors. So anyway, yeah. there they are, like hearing this news, but they don't have to um, they, they don't have to worry about it just yet. They have to worry about coming up with their three looks for tomorrow's fashion show. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just thought, whoa, what a, what an extra weight to put on because we already have two tiers of people who have are in two totally different mindsets right. you have three people who don't know materials yes like twist yes to this yeah and now they're gonna have this twist as well what i would love for them to do to kind of curl them up completely into a fetal position and to just totally break them is that their unconventional challenge piece has to be washable how about that I mean, most of them, it's probably okay. Not so much for Dom, but no. and not for Alexandria either. But yeah, yeah. Any, oh goodness. All right. Well, uh, yeah. So, so we we say goodbye to Raquel Rosas. 
uh, with a whole thing where she's like, oh, I am looking forward to seeing your fashion pod pop on the mm-hmm. runway. It's like, bye, yeah. bye Raquel. <laughs> um, yeah. Luckily, this was not the... We, we're going to ask you all to taste these Tide Pods. <laughs> And come up with some words that you associate with it. It's a little too early in the in the social media cycle for that. No, exactly. It was just like pre <laughs> pre pod challenge, pre yeah. disclaimer of pod challenges. Yeah, yeah. So funny. So wow. they all hunk down to work, and then um, a you know, there's a smash cut, and Tim comes back into the workroom. Mm-hmm. And uh, gosh, it's it's talk about smash cut. Um, mm-hmm. It looks like Tim was attacked by a New York City subway <laughs> stare. Well, yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly what happened. But I feel like he because so Tim describes it because he comes in and he has a bandage on his forehead. He's got um like a, a a scar on his nose ridge where it's clear that he you know something happened with his glasses on and then yeah. he has got a a a, a fat lip and yeah. tim had an what he describes an altercation with a set of subway stairs a trip to the emergency room and four stitches uh but i went through all of that because i'm i'm here for you i'm here for you mm. oh poor tim i know yeah I know. Yeah, and did you notice that the first person to really notice and say anything was Alexandria? Like she yeah. just she was the only one who seemed genuinely concerned. <laughs> yeah, everyone else was concerned, but Alexandria was quick to the draw. I'll just yeah. say, <laughs> designers gather round now for this next for our next challenge. I'm gonna bust you all in the face in the same way that I just. Have. <laughs> it's like you want you want your challenge clue. Look at my face. Yeah. <laughs> Now it's Fight Club. Yeah. <laughs> Project Runway Fight Club. Yeah. So now it's now it's time to meet with the three competitors. Yes. Um first up is Alexandria. Yeah. What do you think? Well, uh she shows this trench. Um this that mm. I didn't know was a trench coat. It's just like a to me it's a floppy uh thin outer thing with a lot of details but it's a trench like detail and um i kind of thought it was interesting here because she wants she's she's got a a transparent shirt happening as the bottom layer and so she's trying to figure out how to solve that issue and she's going to solve it with a bra and tim brings up because also okay i was i'm just saying like i was actually clocking whether or not tim has a concussion I'm like, how mm-hmm. does Tim respond to these designers? Is is he okay? So Tim says, I think the bra will mess up the layering that's going on because she's got so much, so many pieces going on that the bra will cut up the the uh, the designers the the model's body in a way that's like less thoughtful than mm. what she's already doing. And I thought, okay, great, Tim is coherent, does not have a concussion, um, he doesn't mm-hmm. have to go home and take a nap, he's fine. Because I thought it was, I thought it was really. Good yeah. feedback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but also I thought um, no one in the workroom, I wrote this in my notes, no one in the workroom is intimidated by these looks, Alexandria. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. But any anything you want to say about this, this 
uh, Tim Guntime with Alexandria? No, I no, I mean I think you know I, I think you got it. There's um, you know we get some um, some sniping from Helen mm-hmm. about them. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of, it's a lot of gray. It's a lot of taupe. Yeah, it is. It really is. What's, what's interesting is that, um, when we look at the, when we think about like the colors that she was showing in some of the pieces, um, you know, uh, uh, back at, um, Camp Couture, Mm -hmm. those colors seem completely absent. Hmm. Yeah in this selection of things. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I guess what's kind of absent was also the headpieces. I don't remember. Well, no, those are, those are still very much in play and I'm going to have something to say about that. All right. Okay. We'll see. Yeah. Those are going in. All right. (laughs) All right. Are you ready for Justin? Yep. Okay. So we get to, this is our first time seeing the unconventional look. Um, uh, fairly finished and mm-hmm. I just wrote in my notes this is this is an iconic dress um this is all I want to say but it's all made of test tubes and he's putting it in the three looks and um I would say that let's see I I didn't really have a lot to say about this either except that Tim is helping him pay attention to those details of the finishings because that's been mm-hmm. Justin's main critique this whole season that there are uh, finishings and those fine things that he just doesn't really pay attention to that he misses. And Tim's just kind of going through. And I didn't think of this as a dig against his construction. It just is Mm -hmm. something that Justin is learning how to uh, pay attention to those things. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I mean, I do think it's a, it, it has been an ongoing thing that Justin will have like these really, interesting material ideas but i but his dressmaking skills are not as as developed as some other folks yes yeah and so there are things that somebody else could probably have fixed Mm -hmm. in terms of construction um that he is not quite conversant enough to do yes i agree yep then we're off to helen Oh, to Helen. Oh, man. Um, so my first notes are of Alexandria's uh, words. Mm. Um, and Helen and Alexandria uses a Tim Gunn word that's kind of like a death knell. She says mm-hmm. Helen's looks look like student work. Yeah, this is really like, OK, Alexandria is firmly getting villain edit at this yeah. moment because she because it it just reads as bitter like everything that she has to say, which is not to say that it's wrong, mm-hmm. but the tone of it is very, is very cutting. Yes. Yeah, it is. Uh, and I thought editing that with Tim Gunn's critique where Tim is going into details that mm-hmm. I, I really need a, a class on things because there are details that we can't really see because uh, um, she's working in such monotones. So, um, for instance, he's saying that um, the shoulders on one of Helen's pieces look clunky. 
because mm-hmm. she's put a dart where you usually don't put darts. And right. she's also finishing them and doing this really complicated seeming. Um, but that's sort of a part of the collection. And I, and I, I thought yeah. I remembered her saying that, that a part of um, the concept of clairvoyance <laughs> or whatever she's trying mm-hmm. to do with this is about this wonky seeming thing. But what's actually happened is that it's creating these shapes or these, um, these construction uh, details that look unnecessary and someone says like it looks hard to wear mm-hmm. like it's almost making them unwearable these pieces mm-hmm. so and then tim does something because she's making these tails so but you know you remember yeah. the uh there was a dress that she she made i can't remember where she left these little fish tails yes. on, on the back and she's doing that again, and Tim connects them. And I thought he was going to go for diaper, but he went for Gandhi. Well, yeah. Which I, I – yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that was his sort of polite way of saying diaper. Yeah. And I – I anyway, yeah. But it's it's um, kind of like a, a – a, I would say it's, it's a – fairly harsh critique and um she there is this one piece that tim is questioning that's the one with the bustier that she worked on for days and days and days Mm -hmm. and the sole reason why she wants to show it on the runway for the challenge is because she worked so hard on it right but it looks awful yeah well can we say sunk cost fallacy yeah it's really that's a tough that's a tough one yeah. It's so tough sunk costs. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you had one with Brayden where it's like, it's not working. Even though you spent yeah. 20% of your time on it, it's not yeah. working. So. Anything um, else before? Nope. Tim, Tim says goodbye. Tim says goodbye and is, um, you know, emotional. Yeah. With all of them. Yeah. A little sniffly. And I think I thought at this moment, like it reminded me of Alexandria. I was like, this is like Tim's moment. That is very Alexandria where, mm-hmm. <laughs> but also they're all so tired. They've been through so much. This is yeah. such a dramatic season. And, and now it's another competition within the competition. They've right. been through the ringer, this group of, of designers. Yeah. So Yeah. yeah. We finally get to see Alexandria hug Justin. Oh, we which, do? Yes, we do. Oh, that's um, so great. So that oh, that's is, right. That's yeah, because nice. it gets also very emotional. Yeah. Too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it's we're we're off to the final day. Yeah. Everybody comes running in. It's day of the knockout runway and. Yeah. Yeah. It's I'm. So weird. I mean, we don't really have a. Like, uh, I, didn't, I don't know how you feel about this, but I didn't feel like there was, like, anything plot-wise that was so, such a big deal Mm-mm. in no. this. Just that, at you know, at one time, you know, they're just kind of helping. In the few minutes before, like, Dom and Britton jump in to help. Yes. But I, I, the only thing that I thought about was the difference in head spaces. And I hadn't really realized that until they focused mm-hmm. on it a little bit, that there is one, ha- there's the majority of the room is just swimming in stress. And then you yeah. have the other two who are like, yeah, I've got an extra day to work on my collection. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. 
All right. So ready for the want to go straight to the runway or anything about hair and makeup? Anything about this time running up? I mean, there there are some decisions made in hair and makeup that that um, will have an effect later on. But Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, I don't think we need to talk about them. All right. Let's go to the runway. (laughs) Okay. Great. So let's go straight to the runway. And listeners, this is where you can check your show notes for the link to the cheat sheet. And we have it here in runway order. And of course, we're only going to be seeing three of the designers. And so each of them have three looks. So, Mm -hmm. all right. So let's get to it. And we have our normal judges. I'm sorry. We have our normal judges. We have Zach Posen, Nina Garcia. And I guess we won't see Raquel until next week. Is she going to be our special judge for the for fashion week? I don't know. We'll see. I, ho- I hope to never see Raquel ever again. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I think that they have <coughs> discharged. They're <coughs> contractually obligated. Um, uh, you know, time with the tide. Um, uh, you know, endorsement so i i i don't think we're gonna see any more of raquel okay thank god <laughs> yeah thanks thank you for that reassurance Alan. yes <laughs> okay so our first designer up is alexandra von bromson all right so she has her three looks and this is why i thought of the miranda piece or why like why miranda really was the inspiration to this collection mm-hmm. because of this headpiece on the first model um, harkens back to the, the very last uh, challenge. Yeah. Um, so I I am going to um, I I have a, a link to something in the chat because I was ooh. I've been thinking about this. Um, like this this neo nomadic. Um, uh, what is it neo neo nomadic punk. Neo-nomadic punk. Mm-hmm. And um, and the other word that Alexandria had on her board was um, was urban warrior. Uh, um, and and no. and there's a kind of like, you know, beige post-apocalyptic idea here. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm putting a link in the chat to um, to an article that I uh, read a while ago. Thank you. This on, is okay, um on uh on medium Mm -hmm. um it's called why we don't wear mohawks a conversation about who we are and cultural appropriation this is great and (laughs) and so like let's talk about these um you know in in a way like there's a part of alexandria's collection that and maybe we can talk about this more Mm -hmm. i don't know um, at, uh, later on, but, um, there's like both of the headpieces that she shows, mm-hmm. these feathered headpieces are basically riffs on, on Native American headwear. Mm-hmm. It's not cool. Yeah. You know, cause I was, like, yeah, no, go ahead. No, good. Say what say what you're gonna say. No, no. Well, I was just trying to see, um, because like the, the like the ver- the last head piece, um, sort of has like it like potential for being more sailor, um, like a nod to sailor, and and a part of me was just like, is it 
is it simply because there are feathers involved that I'm getting um, this native appropriation feeling? And is there some other way I can interpret this um, that uh, would, would like hearken to something that actually was punk or even maybe like performance, but I, I, I didn't get really very far. Well, it's just the last well, the, one just sort of looked like it could be nautical. No, I mean, look at the beading that's there yeah. on the brim, right. which seems to reference native beading. Look at the way that they're styled with these long braids. Yes. Um, and also the part of the point of this article is that it's like the appropriation of this haircut goes back to, um, to a punk um you know goes back to like a period in the 70s and was not cool then like like it is it is a it it is a haircut that is very culturally specific Mm -hmm. um to very particular um uh part of of um tribal culture and so it's not just available for everybody to wear yeah 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 so so it doesn't it's like to say that it's referencing punk is like well actually punk swiped it from someplace Mm -hmm. and that was problematic then yes you know yeah yeah i mean um yeah i i I I really like even even with that just I, I the the braids it, it was just like such a but also thinking of this as even neo nomadic or the, the connotation of of what is what is like I don't know there's a there's like a lot going on that wasn't very tethered to anything I don't know yes I, I it it and, and felt. I will just say vaguely referential. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I, even so I didn't think the feathers and this reference to, um, to native headwear had anything to do with nomadic or even, right. even punk or, you know, right. but we'll just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, how punk is it to have like these beige slacks that you're going to like keep, immaculate for you know your as you as you nomadically roam the the you know the post-apocalypse as a as your as a warrior like what the like it you know there's something even i, I mean there's the clothes that alexandria likes to make mm-hmm. and then there's this story that she's attaching to them yes yeah and 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 I think that the one of the unfortunate things is that this story suggests a kind of cultural moment that um, that has tied up in it like the erasure of native peoples. Yeah. Yeah. And and I don't, I'm not even going to say that that is a in any way a conscious thing on Alexandria's part. I think that there's a lot of that there's a particular cultural narrative that says that likes to imagine the breakdown of American society, mm-hmm. and then suddenly everybody just starts dressing like Native Americans. Hmm. 
Um, and there's something that really needs to be examined there. Yeah. Um, and so to the extent that her, her use of this narrative kind of participates in that, it's, um, it's really unfortunate. Yeah. Um, it, you know, divorced from that narrative, what she's made is a bunch of very bland, to my mind, separates. Yeah. But, but we'll get, but, you know, we'll get more into that later on. Yeah. I mean, but in terms of like, even, I don't know, I, I'm now I'm, I'm seeing a little bit more of, of even how they've styled um, Yaya, uh, the black model, mm-hmm. where, um, you know, she's simply wearing a like a high pony tail, mm-hmm. um, and the two other models um, are styled to me like very differently. Like you know, there's just just in terms of this vagueness and this this like light tethering to any kind of thing that makes sense. Um, I don't know, like yeah, it, it's besides that, I I do not like the clothes. <laughs> I don't like the clothes. Yeah. And, and I, and I was, I would say because they do look so conventional to me, this is the least I felt like, oh, I don't get it. This is just Alexandria. This is interesting to look at. It's just not for me. Mm -hmm. These clothes I get, um, I, I can see sort of where they're coming from. They, yeah, they do seem very conventional and I'm not interested in them. Yeah. Yeah. It also is interesting to me that she sort of says, like she expresses dissatisfaction mm-hmm. with um, the way the last look looks, um, and and her dissatisfaction is that the right girl isn't wearing it. Right, the proportions are it's, off. It's like, excuse me, like, you know, it's not the model's fault. Yeah, if anything, I thought the dress she put on Yaya, I mean, not the dress, well, the whole outfit she put on Yaya was just way too big for her. Like, it didn't mm-hmm. fit her. Yaya's right. very thin. Right. And that's, and which is what she did with Yaya the last time she dressed yes. her. Yes, yeah. With those, with those boots, or, I mean, with those sandals. Yeah, those gladiator boots, yeah. Or yeah. sandals, yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Okay, ready for Helen? Ready for Helen. Helen. <laughs> What's the first thing that you notice oh, about Helen? Gross. Oh, my God. It's not the first thing I notice. I I think I know what you're referencing to, but unfortunately, I'm embarrassed to say I didn't notice it until the paw-paw moment, the too close, too personal mm-hmm. moment. I mean, the first thing I noticed was just the weird hymns. I just, these clothes oh, are so okay. hard to wear. I just don't like the way that they're finished on the bottom. But are you talking about the rope around their necks? Well, no, I'm talking about the fact that Helen once again has our cursed model our long suffering oh no i see I didn't... see she just blends into awful like she just she's cursed she blends into um she all of the feelings that i have about this this collection of course she's there you know i of course i didn't notice her she's she she's just like the the wallpaper the bland wallpaper in the bland background in this bland room She's just there. Of course she's yeah. gonna be she's the yeah. first model. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. I feel so bad for her. <laughs> you know? That poor she model. starts off the season with like these with with like this braided 
bondage oh. rope that she's supposed yeah, to like so right. be, be oh. towed down the runway by and she ends it up oh. with like having a having a hair braid tied around <laughs> her neck as some like what the fuck is this goth or not moment yeah i mean <laughs> it is so all over the place it makes no sense yeah. whatsoever I she, I mean, they look like bats sometimes and like, you know, cocooned like wannabe yeah. superheroes the other times. I don't know. It's just it's so my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I OK. Any OK. Do you want to talk about the clothes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the basically Helen has made a, variations on the same like cap sleeve dress kind of over and over again. Yes. And um and and the way that she's varied it is by doing like little additions on each one. So this little black dress has like little, you know, fins on it mm-hmm. or something. Um and then the and then there's the red dress which is a real variation on her successful cape dress yes um except that it has this plastic belt that goes that comes from the inside to the outside of it mm-hmm. and then there and then the third variation is the one with the with the print that she designed which is again really weird like she like her ability to sort of conceive of prince um walking the runway Mm. is really um disconnected i think like think about like like this is the same thing that happened with her you know artist inspired print with the weird little stars yeah i and and talk about you know, someone who's freaked out over Prince uh, had a complete meltdown because she doesn't know how to use Prince. She says about this last piece coming down the runway that she nearly killed herself working her ass off trying to get this print perfect. And I don't know if she meant printing it and, and getting it onto textile or if she meant working with it as a textile and making I it think, into this dress. Yeah, I think she meant working with it as a textile. I mean, but why this it's the print is so ugly. It is excruciatingly I mean, ugly to look at again at sort of acid wash, maybe tie dye. Yeah, I would have preferred acid acid wash to this. <laughs> I mean, it, and here's the other thing. I mean, not to just get dunk on Helen over and over again, but <laughs> um, you know what? What might have saved her is. What? Putting this print at one end of that goddamn huge studio and walking to the other end of it and seeing what it looked like. <laughs> I mean, she had she had forty feet to back up off of that print and see how it played. I mean, good call, Naylin. Okay, I would but love to dunk bitter. on her for having that huge ass studio, studio. <laughs> with all of that freaking space. And not being and and thinking that this because she also described it as like, oh, look at this. It's glowing on my model. I'm like, what? No, it looks like 
It is where white goes to die. It looks where <laughs> my uh, my own eyeballs are going to die. Like this print is murdering any light that comes at it. I just thought, what do you mean glowing? Uh, your 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 model is very pale. Is that what you yeah. mean? It's making her look even more pale. I I just thought, I I don't see it. And and I get that she what she was trying to do, it showed three very different things and she that print is showing up somewhere else in this collection and I don't want to know where mm-hmm. you know because it's like they're very different colors blah blah but I just thought I, I just I don't like it I god I don't even know how yeah. else no, to, to it say it make any sense didn't like it all right ready for uh, Justin? Justin yep <laughs> okay so we have Justin here with his three looks and um, so we again we have like an A line ensemble that it's not my favorite, but I thought it was interesting tr- trying to solve some ish- solve some problems using paint. Um, and now that I know about his painting background, I was like, okay, all right, that's interesting. But um, I thought the v- the very first look um, reminded me of. Um, Oh my gosh, um, uh, his name is um, escaping me, um, but I think he comes afterwards. Our our wonderful uh, outerwear designer who lives in Brooklyn and I've seen on a subway before starts with an F. Oh oh, yes, yeah yeah yeah. Um. <laughs> Whoops, so sorry. One of my favorites starts. With, uh, I know Fabio. Fabio, sorry, Fabio. Kind of kind of is giving like Fabio vibes, and um. And, and there's like still something that is a little, I think the only thing that really connects with me is something that's happening with the lines. I like the draping and I thought it was very interesting kind of going from something that was kind of quiet because I think we're getting a before and during and after since this right. is a progression. And um, I liked being able to see the, the like this as a story. And that mm-hmm. there is some in between us between the first and the second piece, and there's a way that's going to lead us up to the third piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like I will say the first piece I really liked with the the pant drape. There's something strange going on with the the length of the pants. There's something mm-hmm. I feel like the pants could be more tapered. And I I the second look is something that I'm like this is not me but I can appreciate where it's going because of mm-hmm. how he's using the 3d. Um, I just don't like a line things. I, I guess that's my thing now. Like, I, you know, I have pe- a, in a complicated relationship with peplums and a line now. And in the last, um, last dress, I, I, I love this dress. I think it's like, it's iconic. I love it. Mm-hmm. I just love this dress. Yeah. But yeah. What, what are your thoughts? No, I mean, I think that it's, um, I, I, I agree with you. I think that um, I, I think that what uh, what Justin has not really mastered is tailoring. Yes. And so the the sort of gather at the front of the top mm-hmm. on the second look um, is like I I I. You know, it's like when you're folding a, a wrapping paper around a Christmas present and you yeah. always want to sort of tuck <laughs> those corners so that they don't reveal the underside of the of the paper. Yes. That's he's, he hasn't quite figured out the way to tailor this 
to make sure that that doesn't happen on the front. Yeah. So it's just kind of cinched by the belt, but but the belt, but really, he should have tailored it so that the belt um, looks like it's always belonged there. Yes. Yeah. You know. It's just like little things like that that he is not quite sensitive to. Yeah. In the and like where the three D print, where the neck piece hits the the um, the the third gown isn't quite exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And I think you know even with the first piece maybe that's why i was having issues with those pants like there's just something to the finish that's not yeah they're just polished there yeah there it it feels a little bit like that vest is sort of hanging there to kind of hide what's going on with her but like with her hips like you know it's just it's like there's like little bits that are just not quite um um refined yeah yeah totally. you know um yeah and 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 i and i really i there's something up with the styling mm. as well that i <laughs> this is where i was just like the and and the judges bring it up um but i you know i'm I, i'm kind of like a little heidi refers to them as mops but what he's trying to do it looks like is used textured hair um as this add-on um yeah um up up top and it 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 it, again like it's getting it's it's sort of like a another instance of a lot of this appropriation of um mostly images that we see from photographs of i would say this 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 feels more african to me than mm-hmm. anything else and also african with the the necklace that kind of sort of has mm-hmm. this like maasai nod mm-hmm. and um i don't know i i just didn't think that there was anything especially going from like helen that everyone just has like a middle part is you know basically just kind of how helen always usually tends to, to style her her models yeah, basically as her. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> First, I, I mean, like... I think that I, I think that what Justin is trying to do is like everything's going to be kind of like uh, a, a kind of bold, geometric, clear decision, mm-hmm. right? Um, and um, I, I mean, should we could just move on to the? Should we move on to the judging? Yeah, let's go to the judging. Cause, cause they talk about Justin's first. Yes. Um, and, uh, I think that everybody has a problem with the wigs. Yes. Yeah. Um, the person who doesn't is, um, is, uh, is Nina. Yeah. And I think it's because this is like really a magazine spread idea. Oh yeah. Very editorial. Yeah very edgy that's what she says she's like you need something to edge it up you need something like this yeah so so i think that that's i think that that's uh where um justin's head is at and in a way i would rather have that than have a a a kind of like indistinct nothing Mm mm-hmm 
decision there. Yeah, yeah. Sort of like instead of a Helen, you know, no yeah. no offense, but some type of yeah, what you said, like a decision and something yeah. that is um that, that also has some stakes to it, but 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 he everything else is so conceptually coherent that yeah. he can he I we all and we know that he's capable of of carrying this through that, you know, Mm-hmm. basically um yeah i mean and we didn't really talk that much about the well we did talk about the last piece but you can hear you can hear this dress this dress yeah. is an audio piece yeah and they 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 make a point to mic it yes like it like it's clear that there's there's no reason why it should have ended up in the final sound mix except yeah. that they decided to do it which is great because it does I I think the thing that um that Justin the thing that's also strong about Justin's story mm-hmm. is that it's not like a sort of standard triumph over disability um narrative mm-hmm. because he sort of talks about the way how horrific it was to encounter like all of that sound after he got his implants. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that it was sort of terrifying and, and awful. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, I, I think that it's, um, it's great that he's able to like come up with a narrative that, um, is encapsulated in three looks, mm-hmm. you know, that, that actually, um, is, is sort of coherent in that way. And I think it's because of like he because of making really simple styling choices that sort of didn't get in the way. Yeah, because he has that issue of it looks great up top, waist up, mm-hmm. but then the waist mm-hmm. down. Like, what do you do with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to see if if there's anything else. Yeah, I mean, because Zach um, pointed out the necklaces that he's just not into it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He sees their function, but he's just like, mm, I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think much of it. But um, I think that was pretty much the only critical or the negative criticism that he that he got. Yeah. All right. Um, and then next, gosh, oh no, my my notes are so terrible. Well, um, we go on to Alexandria. Alexandria. Heidi, yes. Heidi is excited about the thumb holster. Yes. Um. You know, Alexandria talks about like the middle jacket being raw and in leather. Mm-hmm. I actually, I it it drives me nuts. Like her penchant for um, <laughs> for tying things off and for 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 knotting things and like sewing things in strips and like having them wrapped in that way. I think it. Oh, I I I actually disagree with. Um, Patricia from in talking about last week's episode, mm. like I felt like that thing that Alexandria made looked like messy and incoherent and shapeless. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she has that same problem all the time where whatever it is that she puts up on top, she doesn't know what to do with it. It's like, it's a vest. It's a, it's sort of a shrug or it's this thing, but it's made out of a bunch of scraps and it kind of like hangs on you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's so, um, it's, 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 it's not an idea. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was so ready. 
unexpected pun. Um, cause I, you know, cause I thought about, so yeah, the, the, the one that Yaya is wearing, that's knotted in the back and you can't see it on a cheat sheet. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. But kind of thinking about like sitting at an office chair or just sitting at a, sitting in a chair period, um, um, sitting in a car, sitting on the subway mm-hmm. and that thing going into your back. And I, I would have to unknot that and I get it. It's for the shape of it, but it's like stuff like that where the stuff that's cropped ridiculously. Like, I don't, yeah. I can't wear that. Or do you even need something like that? And I think in terms of, you know, the way that she layers things, I, I get it that I think there is something to her being able to layer. And, and, and that's how she sees things. Like the proportions are not for me. And I keep thinking of what it must be like to be, you know, to dress yourself like a very tall long person and this is just mm-hmm. how she thinks and it's not how I can think um about what it's like to wear these clothes but yeah, yeah. I just uh, but Heidi loves everything about it and yeah. all of the especially the thumb holster loves mm-hmm. it and I kind of had a feeling here that Nina and Zach were not Nina I, I should say Zach was holding back a little bit because when we do the close too close and too personal, Zach really hates it more than he lets up when Alexander's mm-hmm. out there. And Heidi really is the person who's championing Alexandria. Yeah. Because everyone else is like, this is boring. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> well, Nina gives her like an intense read. I love that this is, one. That I is just it. like, when these walked out, I knew they were you. However, but, however, <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're about to put on a show in New York Fashion Week. And how is anybody going to leave that show remembering anything yes. when they can turn the corner and there's like, you know, Ann Taylor Loft, like yes. they're staring them in the face. Yes. You know, like I'm not going to look at the jacket and be like, oh, raw leather. I'm just going to look at a floppy jacket with, you know, um, holes in the front and mm-hmm. it's knotted in the back for whatever the reason. I don't yeah. understand why. Yeah. So. Yeah. And also, like, what does neo-nomadic mean? Please explain <laughs> that to <laughs> me. Just say, that is a nonsense phrase. It really is. It's just, what is it? It's an alliteration. Is that why it sounds good coming out of your mouth? Neo-nomadic. Or, it sounds really right. nice to say. Or or is it that you just didn't want to call it neo-romantic and have it, and have the reference to, um, uh, you know, um, uh, what's her name, be that strong? Which, um, which person? Who are you thinking about? Are you thinking about a an artist, a singer? I'm 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 thinking about um, designer. Um, oh my god! Every for those of you who are screaming at at your <laughs> at your podcast vehicle right now, um, bear with me. But um, uh, Vivian Westwood oh. is who I'm talking about. Oh. Right? Oh no! You know, if we oh, talk man. about like if we want to talk about like tribal appropriation yeah. and um and and new romantic clothing and all of this stuff, it's like yeah, this is kind of hmm. a tidied up version of that. That's so interesting. Yeah, because nomadic 
you know, if, if we asked her to, to kind of talk it out, I think she would mostly be describing an urban dweller. Mm-hmm. And you can, you know, what neo-nomadic means. I, you know, this... Yeah. Uh, it means they wander around a lot, but they're not homeless. Yeah. they Maybe they just I mean, move every time like, their lease is up. That's even, you know, anyway. Yeah. It's like every year my lease is up and I'm moving. Yeah. To a new I, place. <laughs> it, it, yeah. It's, it's odd yeah. to me. Anyway. Well, next. Uh, <laughs> Helen. Now we talk about Helen's clothes. Let's go to Helen. Oh, God. This is where she first says that the print is her boyfriend's eye. And I just thought, I hope y'all are still together. That's just what I thought about. I'm like, I'm, I'm, you know, if, if, if this is still a thing, you know, I don't know. It's, I thought it was an interesting choice. Um, Nina loves her. Huh? Nina loves Helen. Well, oh, she does. Yeah. I'm looking at my notes. She she thinks the little black dress is very modern. Mm Mm-hmm. She likes her. It's, she likes the feminine silhouette that she's going yeah, on. They like the the. They like she. Okay, you know. Yeah, and then things start to fall apart. I, yeah, I do this thing where I, if Nina or anyone says anything that I don't agree with, I just kind of gloss over it. That's bad. <laughs> because Nina said she liked the. I did write it down. She liked the back of the black dress, and I was just like, "What? The bat dress? You like that?" Yeah. Um, I didn't understand that. Um, uh, yeah. But they're worried that the the red, the last red is too red, and mm. and then Zach <laughs> was like, "I just want to see if that model can move her arms." Model, yeah. model, can you move your arms in, yeah. in that dress? And and certainly like the model, <laughs> I I mean, if if Zach had said, "Can you lift your arms over your head?" Yes, then clearly we would have been where. We would have quickly seen where the where the problem is. As it is, um, uh, the model does some very weird Muppet arms, and and yeah, their scope of movement is like very very limited. Yeah, it's like you don't do like, a cartwheel. Please don't do a cartwheel on the. Yeah, yeah. We're not asking you to do that. Yeah. Um. And and then like they take off the belt that was there, which is which is a good decision. But then they're like, okay, you get rid of the belt. What have you got? Yeah much they they basically like break it down to her one thing after another that like here's this problem here's this problem what's with the styling what's mm-hmm. with the hair like that um and then heidi <laughs> heidi says and these girls they all look they look so sad <laughs> and 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 they and they cut to the three models and i'm just like looking at our cursed model and going like well she's just having like ptsd She's like, she's up there going like, F my life. How is it that I'm like she's, having, we see, having we're seeing, this experience again? I know. We're noticing the moment where she realized that she is the cursed one. <laughs> she's like, oh, I'm cursed. Oh, this just keeps happening to me. I was gone for three episodes and I decided to come back. And I was like, oh, God, it's, it just can't. It has to be me. You know, she's just taking responsibility for her curse. Um, yeah. yeah. And then they, they bring up the, it's, I think this is where they bring up the, the braids or the, yeah. Or maybe, yeah. Yeah. She says it's a little spooky. It looks like they're, they're being hung. Mm. And then Helen is basically like, this is the first time I've ever made a collection. Gosh. 
starts peeling and, a and lot it's sort of excuses. Of like, I didn't have enough time. And they're like, everybody had enough time. Yes. Yes. And she was like, you know, like the thing is like, I didn't, I worked on this so hard and I didn't even take a shower. And I was like, oh, that's what stinks in here. Oh, yeah, I, that's what bless, bless, bless Heidi for breaking the tension. Right. Yeah. And I think they're trying to cut her off perhaps or save her from herself because they don't yeah. really care about excuses. Yeah. Um, and, and Helen is, has been filled with them this season. They've given her many, many chances. Yeah. So man, so they, uh, they dismiss them to the, or anything else before we go. <laughs> nope. They, they send them into the back room where yeah. Braden and Dom are waiting for them. Yeah. Justin asks for like a group hug. Yeah. And they're all like, they're, they're all doing like recap. Mm-hmm. And, and also saying that, um, yeah, that, that, that Nina Garcia was, was really tough on them. Of course. Yeah. Of course she was yeah. tough. This is what she is paid to do. Yeah. Um, as far as a too close and too personal time, I, I, I think I mostly wrote notes about the encounter with Helen's piece mm-hmm. because I was very surprised that Tim Gunn was not advocating for her. <laughs> Did yeah. You notice that? Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, this just that I think they were talking about this those pieces around the neck and and Tim is pointing out those finishing details that he told Helen about in the workroom. Yeah. And they're just like, What happened? What happened? And Tim goes, It's youth. It's youth. Yeah. But in my notes I go, She's the same age as Dom and I so I don't think it's youth, I think it's Helen. It it is Helen. Well, and also think about at this point of the season, Tim has had to talk Helen down. Oh yeah, off of out of panic attacks. Yeah, like numerous times. Yes. You know, it's like it's um, uh, you know, and it's it just is. I'm sure there's a point at which he's like, all right, I've done what I can. Like yeah. I said stuff to her directly, like at moments where she was about to give up, I've talked to her out of giving up. There's only so much you can do for somebody. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's. <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, you know, and then they're, they're talking about um, Alexandria and, mm-hmm. and the, and the take very much is like, look, this is like exactly what everybody thinks is cool right now. Yeah. Oh, and this this is sort of like, man, Heidi and her hovering just like a wolf. Yes. Around the pack yeah. or around prey, um, the lone wolf kind of where mm-hmm. I because I got I it felt to me that she still was the only person re- who was very much into this. And that yeah. Zach and this is where I thought Zach really came out with his true colors and it was like, yeah. Oh, you didn't give the, imp- me the, imp- I didn't get the impression that he disliked it so much from the judging. Well, panel. D- is, is he the one that says, you know, this is what you would see in a showroom. Oh, th- he said, this is what you, when you go into a showroom or when you, when you bring buyers into your showroom, they're, they're not going to see anything that they already don't have. They'll look at Alexandra's right. work and go, Oh, we have that. We have this, mm-hmm. we have that. Yeah. We always have it. And also Nina Garcia being really upset at 
uh, whatever. I, I don't remember what, like silk draped pants. Nina, I, yeah. I thought Nina would love these pants, but she hates these pants. Yeah. Hates them. Yeah. So, um, and then um, any, any thoughts on them with Justin's work? No. I mean, I, I you know, they're, they're pretty much quelling over Justin's stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, so we bring them back out onto the runway. Yes. And uh, super tense. Um, mm-hmm. Not all of them can go to Fashion Week. So, um, Nayland, uh who of our final three um, is the first to make it into Fashion Week? <laughs> It is, it's Justin. Justin! You know, who, um, who, by the way, is wearing a 3D printed bow tie. Those of you. I totally missed that. Oh my God. That's adorable. Yeah. That's so so great. And very consistent. It's, man, it was a, it was a heavy bow tie season. (laughs) (laughs) He was wearing a bow tie at the home visit. When Tim came to dinner, he was wearing a bow tie then. Yeah. Yeah. Between that and Braden's incessant bow ties. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, a lot of bow ties. Yeah. Exactly. Um, anyway, uh, so he finds out that he's in. Yeah. And um, and heads backstage. Gives Helen a kiss. Mm-hmm. Gives Alexandria a kiss. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, now it's just left left to Alexandria and Helen. And uh, mm-hmm. how do we say this? So uh, only one one more person gets in. And who is that? Well, we get the we you know we get the the March of Doom music, mm-hmm. and we get um, we get Heidi doing the breakdown of what they both have to remember, you have to remember that this is for the showroom and not for the runway. Yes. Um, Helen, you made some great clothes this season. Um, you know, we had questions about your looks today. Um, and then she goes, Alexandria. And, and takes a breath in. Mm-hmm. And Alexandria, like, looks away, is basically ready to, like, break down. Yes. We cut back and forth. <laughs> It's like the longest cut back and forth that I've experienced so far. Yes. This season. And then Alexandria gets told that she's in. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for and, drawing that out because it was, I, I'm like, it's, it was so torturous. Yeah. And it was so like Heidi just ro- reveling in it, rolling around. Like I get to tell what, cause I, you know, it's, it could be just three. I don't I don't know if we were even given a, a number yeah. of yeah. four or three. So it could have both of them could have been gone. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, no, I they just loved that piece. Yeah. So yeah. Um so, so Alexandria's in. Alexandria's in and um <laughs> you know, thanks them. Mm-hmm. Um gives a little nod to Helen Mm -hmm. and then, um, and then walks backstage. (laughs) Um, we hear about that her work is good and it's modern. It's what girls want to wear. And I'm happy that I get the show. It's cool. 
And and then what happens? Oh my god, she goes back into the waiting room, sees the other designers, and they're just like, "Are you in?" She goes, "Yep, men did it. Good, two thumbs up." And then and then what does? And then what happens? And then uh, you can see the look on Dom's face, for instance, because they know what that means. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh my god, like that means that Helen is out. Um, right, but Dom literally says no. Yeah, and and then goes. I mean, congrats, but oh. Yes. Oh yeah, God. she does. Like, <laughs> like, like she literally says to <laughs> to Alexandria to her face. No, you're that. in. No. I mean, congratulations. It's like, I mean, oh my God, yeah, sure, yeah, thanks. Uh, um, happy for you, but actually, I'm not. I actually feel more about Helen being out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's it's really incredibly sad. Um, and also, I think in terms of having to work so hard that she's alone in her elimination. Yeah. But in her her talking head afterwards and her debrief, she's like, "Okay, I blew it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, this is on me." Um, I'm, I'm like, I, I'm, I guess I'm less like too confident. Mm. <laughs> Maybe this is like the way to do it. Like learn the hard way. I'm so proud of mm. myself, but um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. yeah. Dom gives her a big hug. You can tell that they're really pals. Yeah. 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 They're true. Tim, friends. Tim sends her off with, you know, a, a, a benediction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just sort of like, I'm ecstatic, of course, for you. Mm-hmm. How far you've come. And I, I do believe Tim, but but also there's a bit of like, yeah, no, this is what, <laughs> this is the right decision. That, yeah. But this is also just one thing in your long journey of being a fashion designer. And Well, and yeah. also the the truth is that Helen has shown herself to be like an excellent project runway contestant. Yes, that's true too. <laughs> you know, she, she earned her spot in all stars. She did. Cause spoiler, <laughs> I don't remember if we've covered her all star season, but yeah, no, she goes back for all stars. <laughs> yeah. That's it's season. It's all stars four. Okay. So that was before we started. We have not covered yeah. all stars four. Yeah. Oh man, so that yeah, she made it back before Dom, um, which is telling because of course, like, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, um, oh my gosh. Well, anything else about this episode before we say goodbye? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, that's that's pretty much all of it. I it does. It has felt like a super long season. I can't wait to see the impact that the Tide Wearable Fashion Challenge will have <laughs> next week. Me too. Oh my goodness, these poor designers. That's right. They have one more garment to make. Yes. So. Yeah. My God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Nayland, um, anything you would like to share with our listeners? And can you remind them how to find you? Nope. You can find me on um, on Twitter at Nalen Blake and uh, on Instagram at Nalen W Blake. 
Um, and at my website, which is nailandblake.net. Yeah. Yeah. And Ernest, where can people find you? Yes. And you can find me also on all of the social mediums at Ernez, H-E-R-N-E-A-S-E, and at my website, ErnezDavis.com. Um, and also, just note, I put the that Medium article, Why We Don't Wear Mohawks, in the show notes. So if anyone's interested, um, I will be going over and reading that as well. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, I think that's it. We will we will be our dream three for the finale episode. So stay tuned for that. And of course, like, you know, uh, send in any of your thoughts about this episode, um, especially because, um, man, there are so many twists and turns happening still. And we have another uh challenge within the runway yes which is crazy and and yeah and and another two episodes to go oh that's right there's we have a reunion yeah oh my gosh when they did reunions hmm. yeah all right well um listeners thank you so much uh we really appreciate your patience and also just you know it's just so fun traveling along this vintage journey with you all and until next time we will both say goodbye Bye. Bye.